Get back in control with Off the Wagon, adventures in emotional eating, health, and weight loss. Each episode containing fork-sized mindset tweaks, perspective shifts, and lifestyle hacks to get you back on the wagon. Whether it's habit change, emotional eating, addictions, weight loss, willpower, or relationships, there's something here for you. So let's get on the wagon and get down the road to your goals with me, Christy R. Hall. Welcome to episode 11, where today we are talking about our relationship with food and how food is not our friend. We all have to eat to survive. And if you've been in a biology class, you know that food is fuel for your body. But if you're an emotional eater, then it's likely that food has become much more than fuel. In fact, you may use it to try and silence your emotions. When we use food to stuff down or silence our emotions, this is called emotional eating. And many of us are not even aware that we're using food as a way to soothe and comfort ourselves. And if you are aware that you're using food as an emotional crutch, you may find yourself in a cycle of trying to stop using food that way and being unable to accomplish it. That's because most people just try to stop the behavior, stop using food as a crutch. And they try to do that using willpower. Instead, you have to first recognize what's going on emotionally before you can fix what's going on inside you and allow food to be in its proper place. When you're an emotional eater, you may find yourself eating regardless of whether or not you're hungry. Instead of letting your body's signals guide you as to when you need to eat food, you let your emotions decide when you want something to eat. One of the key causes of emotional eating is stress. This is because stress is the umbrella under which a lot of negative emotions huddle. Stress can take on many forms. Anger, sadness, rejection, betrayal, helpless and hopeless feelings, among many others, can be labeled and can cause us stress. Stress can make us feel irritated or anxious and can cause us to reach for food to make those emotions we don't like feel better or go away. But when we engage in emotional eating, it means that food is no longer being used for fuel. Instead, we use it as something that offers us comfort and never lets us down. And food is always available. And it always seems like it takes our side, right? But with emotional eating, we're eating because we're trying to satisfy or soothe an emotion. And we may end up eating larger portions in order to pacify those feelings. Because this kind of eating triggers a dopamine release, it can lead to compulsive eating, similar to an addictive drug habit. And you may find you have to eat more and more to be able to get that same level of satisfaction, that same pleasure that you got in the beginning of your emotional eating journey. Unfortunately, emotional eating can lead to weight gain. And this in turn can make you hate the way you look and can make you feel worse about yourself. And so then you seek to escape those feelings by eating, creating a feedback loop you struggle to get out of. So here are some signs that you can look for 
that may signal that you are an emotional eater. Couple of questions you can ask yourself. Do you eat in response to stress or work piling up? Instead of doing something active to release stress or boredom, do you think about or fantasize about food or what you can eat? Do you crave food when you're mad or hurt or when you feel lonely or tired? The reason that the emotional eating habit is so hard to kick is because it's not something that you plan to do. Instead, we have a subconscious drive to seek food when our emotions become too much to handle. Just like some people reach for alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, or even shopping to calm themselves, for emotional eaters, food is the release from emotions. And so they reach for food, especially food that's not healthful or may even be triggering to them. Eating cake or handfuls of cookies may bring comfort while eating them. But the comfort is short-lived and an illusion or false. After all, no fight or emotional conflict is ever truly resolved by eating. Another sign that you may be blurring the lines of food and making it your friend is when you are incapable of giving up food. The thought of not eating or restricting yourself makes you feel upset or distraught. If you have emotional attachments to food, the thought of cutting back on a food or eliminating certain food items is an impossible thought. And you find yourself thinking about food moments after you've just finished a meal or snack. It becomes kind of like an obsession. Eating when you know you're not hungry is a sign that your relationship with food isn't healthy. Eating past the point of fullness is also a sign. Emotional eaters often find themselves making extra trips to the store to get specific food items. They begin to develop inappropriate relationships with their food, oftentimes relying on it to make them happy or to comfort them when they're down or to love them when they feel lonely. And while many people think that emotional eating is just about negative feelings, we can also develop an inappropriate relationship to food by associating it with positive emotions. Emotional eating isn't just about the negative emotions. You can crave food when you're feeling good or happy as well. You might want to celebrate with food when something good happens or when you're with friends or loved ones. A couple of signs that you've become obsessed with food are looking forward to what you're having next, even if you might have just finished having or eating a big meal. Or sometimes you may find yourself watching the clock or counting the minutes until you can eat again. An example you may recognize from your own life is in the evening when you sit down to watch TV. A lot of people watch TV to de-stress at the end of the day. Unfortunately, a lot of us do that with a bag of chips or a carton of ice cream or something like that. And we learn to associate feelings of relaxation with food. So instead of dealing with whatever emotions we're feeling, we bury them under piles and piles of food. Basically, food becomes our friend or 
Um, we develop an inappropriate relationship with food when we repeatedly practice emotional eating to the exclusion of all other ways of dealing with emotions. Instead of calling a real, physical friend, we use food. Pouring all our emotions into that food, we decide then to numb our emotions rather than experience them. And I get it. Some emotions can be overwhelming, especially if you're dealing with a situation that's difficult or hard. Food becomes a friend or a distraction when you turn your back on whatever emotion you're having. And instead of dealing with it, you try to shut it down with food. We've been taught that negative emotions are bad and are to be avoided. And because they are uncomfortable, it can be easy to want to try and hide from them. And it can be hard to open yourself up and be vulnerable and let yourself feel emotions that you may have deliberately been burying. Many of us do this because we're afraid of those emotions and what they may mean. Food sort of takes away the sharp edges of emotion and makes them smoother. And because of this, we end up feeling that food is protecting us from emotional pain. Therefore, food becomes kind of a reliable friend that we can always count on to make us feel better. When you don't want to deal with emotions, when you suppress them instead with food, you teach yourself that you can avoid emotional pain by eating, which really isn't true at all. For some of us, food becomes a friend or cheerleader because we use it as a reward or as a treat that we get to have for good behavior or because we completed something that was difficult. The thing to realize is, is that when we eat certain kinds of foods, especially junk food, there are chemicals that are released in our brains. When we eat something like chocolate for comfort, it releases endorphins that make us feel happy and it takes away stress and negative emotions. And lots of other foods are engineered to have that ability too. But these chemicals cause us to crave those foods like we would a drug. Because we feel so much better after eating, we think of food in the same way that we would think of a friend or someone who was trying to help us. And we begin to associate feelings of friendship and love and companionship with food. For the emotional eater, food is used to fill physical and emotional voids. These voids are places inside of us that are lacking or feel empty. These voids are often created in childhood by people around us who love and care for us, but because they're not identified and dealt with, they often remain with us, following us into adulthood. We may use food to fill a physical void that was caused by scarcity or lack. If you grew up in a home where there was a lack of actual food, then you may have learned at a young age that stress was associated with not having enough food. This scarcity or lack doesn't necessarily have to be about money or the means to provide food. It could be developed by having a parent or a caregiver that is constantly dieting or restricting or is even fearful that you, a child, may become overweight. Due to this, you may have picked up on stress or anxiety around your home, around food. When food was there, things became more pleasant. There was happiness because there was food. 
And you may have witnessed that food can take away stress and bring happiness. So if you grew up without food or believing that food might be withheld from you for whatever reason, it can be easy to think of food and not realize that you have associated a void with eating. Subconsciously, we can use food in the exact same way in our own lives without even realizing what we're doing. We eat and the stress magically goes away. And we're left with a few moments of happiness. Food can also be used to fill a void that's associated with a lack of feeling or emotions. If you grew up in a home where thoughts and feelings and words and expressions of love weren't commonplace, you may be finding yourself now using food to fill that void of wanting to be loved. Because we're creatures designed and made to need love. We want that void, when we have it, to be filled with something. And oftentimes we use food to do that. Food can also be used to fill the void of acceptance. That is, when we don't feel accepted, it can lead to low self-esteem and an overcritical internal voice or an inner mean person or even depression. And so we may use food to fill that void because food is never mean to us. It never says nasty things and it's always there. It always will bring us comfort and reinforces happiness. Instead of pointing out our flaws or judging us, food just accepts us as is. And we learn that no one and nothing else offers that complete emotional filling. Now, when you think about all the ways that food can make you feel better, it might seem like there's no good reason to change your relationship with food. I mean, you eat and you feel better. And as long as you feel better, there's nothing wrong, right? The problem is that it's creating a fake happiness. And it's a one-sided and you might even call it abusive relationship with an inanimate object. When we use food to mask or cover our emotions, Whatever it is that's really bothering us still exists. Suppressed emotions can create yet another source of stress, which can also be bad for our health. It's important to understand that whenever you choose food over dealing with your emotions, you are rejecting yourself. You're giving yourself the instruction that how you feel is not important or it's insignificant and not worth resolving. We were meant to emotionally interact and connect with one another for positive relationships, not with food. When food is used as a friend, we start to count on it to make us feel better. We look to it for happiness and comfort rather than turning to a real life friend or developing actual real life relationships with living, breathing people. When you treat food like a friend, you're emotionally eating and you're training your body to connect joy with food. What this does is creates feelings that are not authentic. Our true selves are going through the motions of an authentic life, but we're not living it because we're not experiencing it emotionally. So your mission today, should you choose to accept it, is to sit down and write a letter to your food. Things I want you to think about when you go to write this letter are to detail out and be grateful for how food has helped you in the past. 
how it's helped you to survive. But I also want you to detail out and explain to yourself how your inappropriate relationship has hurt you, how it's holding you back and keeping you from true authentic happiness. Finally, I want you to think and write about how you can best move forward without this relationship. How are things going to be for you when you release this inappropriate relationship to food and emotional eating? Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you find this exercise very beneficial. I know it was for me on my journey, my path. If you have any questions or concerns or comments or just want to share your letter with me, I encourage you to reach out to me via Facebook or on my website, www.christyrhall.com. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you soon.